Before we begin, just to let you guys know, our logo artwork was designed by Nicole Anarchy and music by Taylor Paisley French. Warning, this podcast does contain spoilers for the Verse series. Hello everyone and welcome to the Best Damn Camp, a Rodenverse read-along and analysis podcast that sets out to read all the books by Rick Riordan in timeline order. I'm your host Fran and welcome to the show. Today we continue our timeline journey with The Titan's Curse, Chapter 9, I Learn How to Grow Zombies, and Chapter 10, I break a few rocket ships. As always, I have my points to focus on, so today we've pretty much just got story today which uh, is slightly different so praise the gods I'm finally talking about something that isn't the same as always so it's just story today and generally what I thought of it but to begin here's the synopsis from plot hinting and a bit of filler monster upon monster, villain upon villain, it's introduced and it's amping up the drama. Some teamwork and a quest... Wait, hold on, my dyslexia's roomy there. Okay, no, I was correct, but it doesn't make any sense now that I'm reading it again, so... I'm just going to say and hopefully you guys understood what I was trying to say because I don't anymore. <laughs> Some teamwork and quest building makes everything fall awkwardly into place. Oh, actually, no, that does make sense. I don't know what I was talking about. It's late when I'm recording this, so um, I am actually recording this early, though, for once, which is something, but it's also late in the evening, so it's extra... <laughs> But I wanted to get this done because I want to spend time working on my novels. I'm trying to record as much in advance as I can because I haven't been doing that. I've literally been recording the night before the past month. (laughs) So uh, I'm doing better now. So yay for me. Or as London Tipton says, yay me. And if no one gets that reference, how dare you disrespect London Tipton tipton and the sweet life of zach and cody which is admittedly a weird show but london tipton makes it brenda song legend um random tangent (laughs) so anyway let us get into the main thing i'm meant to be talking about and not the fact that i feel old within this percy jackson fandom we are of course starting with chapter 9 I learn how to grow zombies and this is the overview for that chapter why does everyone drive like my mum the group doesn't seem to work well at all you gotta love a bit of conflict in the morning though blackjack is the best undeniably p-man p-man if a goal is to track those on the quest why completely abandon them with the chance of losing them? 
don't, I don't think you thought that through, my dude. And now we have evil zombie skeletons. Oh, and of course, they're after Percy. What a shock. I am shooketh from the shock. I don't know why I say shock like that. I really emphasise the shh. Because, I don't know. <laughs> Can you tell I'm sunny? Delirious. I don't know why, it's only like 10 o'clock at night. Anyway, yeah, that is the overview for chapter 9. Oh god, let's hope this doesn't get any crazier than it's already begun. Because, well, I have a lot to say in that I'm not happy. Why is this a recurring theme? Okay, again, I'm going to preface this. I adore the Percy Jackson series. I read them twice every year. I love it. Rick's writing is good, but at the same time, I am hyper, hyper critical because that is my nature. I'm going super slow with the chapters because I'm going deep into them with each two chapter read. So I'm seeing more like problems and issues that I have that I don't normally have when I'm reading at my normal pace. Still love Percy Jackson. Please do not cancel me. <laughs> Whew, okay, so got that out of the way. I don't like this. <laughs> there's nothing is happening it's so slow going and considering I don't have the book with me so hold on okay I've got it with me considering there are oh it doesn't have any page numbers in this that's not helpful why is oh because it's the wrong one that's why Uh there are nearly 300 pages in this so it's short, like it's it's short, but it's taking so long to finally get onto the quest, and now we're getting Percy into the quest. But in these two chapters, other than Percy joining the quest, nothing of significance happens. The only thing that I will give this and the subsequent chapter is that we have some plot-ish connections in the fact that the general we are finally introduced to in a visual form who seems to be a highly powerful guy and we assume well we know he is basically Cronus's right hand man so he's possibly a titan himself or another formidable figure um, he is leading the monstrous side of the enemy of Cronus's army and he is creating something even more monstrous that will hunt the hunters, ironically, for as long as they exist to kill them. Um, and there does appear to be a personal connection between him and Zoe in some way, but we don't really know anything else about that, or we kind of get this idea that there is something personal, is that when Luke mentions his name, and yes, Luke is there, I'll get to that, when Luke mentions Zoe's name, the general yells at him saying, you don't mention the name in my presence. Um, so we get this idea that there is a personal connection there. Same with when we uh, when we meet Zoe later on as well. Uh, and from the previous chapter, she has a slight fear and connection to them as well in that she has this anxiety about this general. But that's, that's literally it. I'm kind of really getting frustrated that nothing important is actually happening. We're just adding more dramatic states 
stakes to this story. I can't even speak because I'm so annoyed. We've got the, the filler chapter previously that I probably slightly spoiled by saying that there is an important connection to those two things that happened. But those are both dramatic contention moments. I don't think contention is the right word. Oh, I don't care. But those are moments that are going to add to drama and conflict. We've now got another bloody thing that adds to drama and conflict in the form of the skeletons that have now got Percy's scent. And as the general said, when they have the scent, they will hunt and hunt until whoever they are hunting is destroyed. So now we've also got murderous skeletons on our heels during this quest making people need to rush which means there's gonna be mistakes and it's just why why i don't understand why we keep adding more side problems along everything i know this is i know in a sense there's the connection to greek mythology and that there was constantly obstacles in the way adding up to these problems but in a story like this it takes the biscuit because we just we just now have more things to think about it's like okay the cow serpent thing is that going to be important all oh, that promise to nico that seems quite significant oh is someone actually is phoebe actually the person who was part of that prophecy about losing someone in the land without rain there's just Annabeth's missing, there's something going on with Luke, Artemis is captured um, and seems to be weak. Annabeth, is she dead or alive? We don't know. There's so much packed into this and we're, we're what? So you may have heard that drama only moments ago. Um, I spilt my water in my anger. so I am now not working at my desk. I'm directly in front of my computer at my microphone close to my face because my desk is drying. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just considering how so little time we are into the story. We have too many plot points going on at once. It's just a little bit ridiculous, if I'm honest, because we can't keep up with all of them that they're they're, they're, t- they're running too often alongside each other we've got to keep up with the whole annabeth kidnapping luke bad guy general general and zoe relationship nico situation the cow serpent probably of importance natalia and percy thing the prophecy that's going on alongside that I forgot to list that all these things are just lining up t- too closely with each other for us to actually care about all of them i think that's the problem here is it's the problem with a lot of adventure and fantasy stories sometimes it's just there's too much happening in a short space of time and i'm just kind of having an issue with this one because it just feels a bit much and we can't focus on the important things which should be animus kidnapping the quest and what the quest is going to involve with that with the prophecy of two people are probably going to die. That should be the biggest only really plot lines going along. And yeah, the Zoe and the general thing is important as well as Luke. All those will be fine, but we have like six, seven plot lines happening at once at the moment, all going alongside each other. 
it's just a bit much. But considering I led to the, the dramatic ending of the previous part with knocking over a glass, I will move on to the next chapter, which is chapter 10, I break a few rocket ships. If you thought I had stuff to say before, well, just wait, because right now we've got the overview for chapter 10. Finding them is easy. Okay. Not dying is hard. Cats get a bad image as it is, but oof, the lion. Gotta love destruction of property. Gift shops are indeed a lifesaver. I'm calling the RSPCA Percy. And Percy is now a quest member. If you can't tell from that overview, nothing happened again in this chapter. It's just a random monster fight. I'm getting really sick and tired of them. I just... Just have him join them. Wait, we didn't even need something to go after the guys, really. Considering they were sticking the skeletons on them anyway, what was the point of sending another monster after them? But literally all this chapter is, right here, is more mythology of a monster that has no significance or bearing on what is actually happening on the story. It's literally just there for the sake of it. The skeletons appear, they run, Percy's on the quest. Done. That's it. That's that chapter. (sighs) There are too many pointless chapters in this series, I find. And it's really frustrating. Because honestly, the only things that we get that are of significance in this chapter is a sense of a further sense (laughs) of the connection between Zoe and this general guy um we we get a further mention of this in this chapter from Zoe like basically not believing that the general would be there um her kind of freaking out about the idea of him being there we get this hint of the monster that Artemis was talking about and hunting um it's then incorrect because it's the Nemean lion the lion that Hercules killed I'm like for god's sake um and that's it that is literally it other than Percy then joining the quest at the end and now having the Nemean lion cloak nothing happens I think the only slightly positive thing that comes out of this is that we finally see Percy actually being good in a fight again because he's finally figuring out yeah the best way to you know be successful is to work in a team because he is actually a good fighter and he's really smart when he is being a team player and that has not happened at all in this book so far this is the first time we're really seeing him being a team player and it works well because they're able to defeat the Nemean lion with not ease but at least relative ease and it goes well because they defeat the Nemean lion the undefeatable lion because he's able to figure out how to do it and then help and get help and work with the hunters who hate boys as well so it was an extra bonus of actually getting them to work for with and for him so that that's a that's a positive but it didn't need to happen right now like have him go and all i don't know i don't know i just feel like this chapter just feels really insignificant i just don't understand the point of it it doesn't add anything to the story. Literally, the only thing is, like I said, 
Zoe General, Percy joins the quest. The rest of it was completely pointless. And a bit contentious, really. Again, I don't know if that's the right word, because dyslexia. Which, I yes, I pull that card a lot. Sue me. Um, I don't know. This, there was so much that I kind of wanted to say about this chapter. And I'm just looking at how long I've done this episode for. We're at 16 minutes. That's how little I've had to say about this chapter, the, these chapters, it's the two of them. I realise though I haven't spoken about Luke, but that's because I got distracted. So actually, you know what, I'll, go, I'll jump to Luke, because even though he's not in this chapter, Luke is playing a sort of important role-ish, in that, well, even, okay, he's not really playing an important role. He's, he's a right-hand man, but there's something concerning about him in that he looks like he's almost dying. And from the words of the general, their plan, there appears to be a plan featuring him involved and he's nervous about it in some way. And that, that's just, again, we get hints and a, a sort of possible plot point as well of, actually no, yeah. Just some more plot and character-based elements to try and keep track of for things that come up later on in this book and in future I don't know I don't know if it's because I'm suddenly like off kilter due to the fact that I knocked over a glass of water and I'm just hoping it dries and didn't get into any electrical sockets because <laughs> I want to die but this is just as a whole just slightly disappointing these chapters the skeletal warriors I will admit are actually pretty cool skeletal kittens that they had at the moment cute insignificant and just kind of a random stupid moment to have which was unnecessary as a whole but skeletal warriors don't need to maybe they need to exist i don't know but it just feels like it's just another thing to add drama and to kind of try and they already have a timeline which is like four or five days or some something so we've got timelines already. We're now speeding up by making people nervous to get things going quicker and faster because we've got the drama of the whole skeletal monsters coming, the generals involved, Luke's involved. <sighs> the prophecy is predicting death. I don't know, it just it is just really frustrating to me that this it feels a little bit uncared for and considering this is my favorite book of the series well actually no that's a lie last olympian is my favorite book of percy jackson the olympians but seeing this one now there there are quite a lot of flaws that i'm seeing with it in that it's just there's just too much happening and i'm really not a fan of it for someone who i like my reading comprehension is fine and all these sort of things and dyslexia yes it's a problem but it doesn't really affect my reading but keeping a hold of all of these plot points it's no wonder that people forget certain things so to to have so much it's just i think it's overwhelming overwhelming and completely and utterly unnecessary i think that's just what i'm going to sign off with this is a really quick short episode that has drama halfway through from my klutzy nature but yeah i really don't have anything else to add to this because there's nothing important that happens in these chapters and 
I'm kind of disappointed. I I wish there was a lot more to talk about, but there there really isn't. There's no character moments except Percy's teamwork in the final bit. I really don't get why he decided to leave the people that he was trying to keep track of and had been tracking them for miles to go see what was else going what was going on elsewhere because like it's a miracle that they didn't leave because if they left he'd be screwed he'd have no idea what was going on or where anyone was going so these just two chapters just feel really unnecessary really unimportant and i'm just i'm kind of not a fan of it you guys may disagree and if you do i'm interested to hear from you to see your thoughts on my thoughts relating to this um I know I'm being a bit harsh at the moment, but I think that's something that needs to be done to be to enjoy works more as to be hypercritical of them. Or at least that's the case for me. It may not be for you, so um I hope I'm not ruining Percy Jackson for anyone. Um but yeah, that is chapters nine and ten of the Titan's Curse. I wanna thank guys for bleh, I wanna thank you guys for joining me for these chapters. Be sure to join me next Wednesday as we continue our Ionverse journey. To plug where you can find our podcasts, we are available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Audio Boom, Stitcher, and Deezer. In the meantime, you can find the Best Damn Camp on various social media at Best Damn Camp Pod on Instagram and Twitter. If you want to email me with your own thoughts, you can email the Best Damn Camp at hotmail.com and I'll read it out at the end of the show. If you want to support me making me making this contact content check me out on patreon at a healthy dose of fran and check out my youtube channel a healthy dose of fran also for more and extra percy jackson content and drop me a follow on my personals a healthy dose of fran on instagram and at a dose of fran on twitter again thank you guys for tuning in i'm sorry it's a short episode <laughs> as always i've been fran your very own hunter and i will see slash speak to you guys next time bye